Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience. She and uh, yeah, you know, loving your brother, loving your sister, loving your mother, loving your father, loving your friends, loving your enemies. You know, it's all a good thing. Hey, Eric, how are you doing today? Hey, good afternoon. Loving everybody because it's Friday. Because it's Friday and you get to be with me. Of course. Always a highlight. Always a highlight. That and the you get a weekend. <laughs> yes, well, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> doesn't hurt a bit. I don't know what a weekend is. I just have a week. <laughs> so well, Lucky you. Lucky me. We have so much going on. Um, we're going to be talking about um demonstration I went to, uh, asking for witnesses. That's, that's going to be exciting to talk about. And uh, I want to talk about uh, sex trafficking. Uh that clumps, clumps, boy, that's interesting. Trump's, Trump's claim, that's combining Trump and claim, I guess. Trump's claim that uh, they're uh, so into uh, stopping trafficking does have a bit of a problem. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But we're going to start the show off with something we do once a month. Our resident astrologer, Cheryl Hopkins, is on with us live today. I am always happy to talk to Cheryl because she always has great insight. Uh, Yes, she does speak astrology, folks, uh, rather than English, but (laughs) she's got good info. Hey, Cheryl, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good and yourself. Good to be on today. Um, Yeah, and we will definitely try to keep the speak astro to a minimum. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's we do have a tendency. I have a tendency to ramble and and frankly, uh, it's it's not just me. Um, I have this guy on the other end of the line there who joins me in going off course. <laughs> so Eric is my partner in crime on mm-hmm. oh wait, we didn't talk about this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it's interesting that you you know you you want to cover the topic of uh, sex trafficking because when I'm looking at February, it's real it's it's I have like two distinct kinds of feels going on here. Um, I see where we have the faster planets such as Mercury, Venus, um, and then let's say uh, Mars one time. Uh, moving in really favorable interaction with those higher frequency outer planets. And so uh, the, on the 2nd of Feb, we have this Venus in a favorable um, relationship to Pluto. Well, what is Venus? The feminine. It is um, love. It is uh, attraction. Uh, Pluto is power. So uh, it is. And it's money, too. Yes, exactly. Um, and so it, 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 in a, a corrupted interpretation, which mm-hmm. of course sex trafficking is, someone right. having power, male having power, and female over other younger uh, vulnerable females. So, uh, right. so anyway, having the uh, this um, aspect as the first of the month, what you're talking about is one representation of it, but of course a more positive uh, representation where the, the energy is more true to form is that it can offer an opportunity to have a more um, empowering, intense kind of intimate or friendly or connection or satis- uh, satisfactory kind of relationship interaction on that day. Um, and then moving on to the fourth, we have it in similar favorable uh, interaction with Saturn. Well, Saturn could also be a planet that would be involved in something like, as you say, sex trafficking, okay? Because it's about uh, control, control of resources. And to the person who is the pimp, as it were, um, the human beings become nothing more than resources that he has, he or she has access to. Again, that's a more the lower vibration uh, ex, um, expression, but with Venus sextile to Saturn, that could be a day where one finds, you know, one actually likes 
you know, getting work done. There's energy to get work done. There's, um, you know, a, a, a sense of going after it and, and kind of making things happen. Uh, maybe the uh, ability to plan more, to execute on the plan is a little bit sharper. Um, the following day, we have also Mercury sextile to Uranus. So that's a, a phenomenal day for new ideas, for concepts, to act upon them, to be adventurous, you know, kind of on the mental level. So you have the, those, you know, as I said, the, the um, uh, inner planets, faster planets, and great interaction to the higher frequency ones. And then you also have this kind of vibe during the month where where Sun, uh, Mars, for the most part, are kind of like trailing behind where Saturn, uh, Pluto, Neptune is. And it's. I kept getting the sense of, you know how when you're driving and, and you, you pick up that there's a car in the blind spot? Right, and, right. And and the car never passes you, or it never hate, or you don't go fast enough to kind of lose it, so that there's some more of a sense of you know its relationship to you. That kind of feels like um, what we might be experiencing during the month as well. So um, like you, like it's just kind of on your peripheral, yeah. but you can't quite get it. It's like yeah. it's like a lot of the ghost things you see it out of the corner of your yeah. eye, but it's not exactly. quite even that strong. Exactly, exactly that. And so to that end, there's more of a sense of, yeah, yeah there's a yeah. sense of it, but never really being able to connect in a really tangible way or to get rid of. It's almost like you've got this thing following you around, kind of like toilet paper on the bottom <laughs> back of your shoe, right? <laughs> or, or when you went to the ladies' room, you tucked your <laughs> skirt into your pantyhose or something, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We, this is a month where we also have Mercury going retrograde. Um, it retrograde in uh, Pisces, okay? And, um, That's interesting. Yeah, it'll retrograde on the 17th of the month. And interestingly, Mars will enter Capricorn on the same day. So the Mars is uh, in Capricorn, Mercury retrogrades in Pisces. These are two um, placements that are favorable in their interaction to each other. But here's the interesting thing. Mars will be um, conjoining the south node of the moon. So we all know that that's a karmic point. And so what we might find is um, more uh, uh, examples or opportunities where aggression is amped up in a sort of negative expression, okay? Or more of a sense of fear, more of a sense maybe of um, anxiety or insecurity. That's the lower expression. On the higher, we might find a sense of like, you know what? It's time to step up. And time to assert. One person's aggression is another person's assertion. Where you are not, you know, where you are not standing up for yourself, where you're not speaking your truth, where you're not willing to defend the thing that matters the most or that you know you need to take on. That aspect is really a karmic, you know, hello, time to do it. So that's the that's a positive in terms of that. Would you say that that might even be related to um, if if I'm operating from a place of faith and love and, and looking at the bigger picture, I may have a different response to those energies than someone who's coming from fear and hatred and anger? Uh, yes. And as I said, one person's uh, aggression mm -hmm. is an assertion. So where one has not been uh, able to be forthright to um, be to to stand up to, let's say a situation, and it doesn't have to be a person. It could be a scenario within yourself where you mm -hmm. make that you have not expressed or taken on or um, been true to the self in the way you really need to, because you just don't have the much experience asserting. Let's just say that would be a very positive scenario whereby you're saying, you know what, I'm here. I'm here. I'm gonna. T I'm gonna do what I need to do to uh, feel good about myself and to move myself forward. That would be a positive. Because remember, Mars is action, action, yes, desire, yes. and assertion. If you do not use your Mars natally, wherever it is in your chart, it will come to you from outside, and that typically is not pretty. Yeah. So, for for me, I have uh, Mars in Aquarius in my natal chart. Okay, so Mars for the right now uh, for the beginning of February 
through the 16th, Mars is in a favorable planet, Sagittarius, because you have it natally in air. It will be moving through in fire up until the 16th, 17th. At the 17th, it moves into Capricorn. Then that's that what we just spoke about of that sense of something hanging in the peripheral vision uh-huh. will be the impact on you personally with the Mars in Capricorn conjoining the South Node, okay? And okay. for you in particular, it'll relate to how you go about making something t- um, tangible so that you can have more in terms of um, value, assets, you know. So, for instance, some of your, your projects that you're planning, yes. how you can make them more tangible, all right? That, uh-huh. and that, that is the focus. <laughs> and, and, that, and that might be you know, the impact of that, what's hanging in my periphery that I can't seem to grab my arms around could relate to your projects in terms of that that ability. But th- I'm just happen to be talking about one particular aspect that's outstanding right. for a good chunk of the time of the, the month. So don't lock in too much into what I'm saying, because one okay. has to look at the other factors as well in the, in the sky and to your chart. Um, and so then the only thing to say is uh, Mar- Mercury's retrograde, as I said, from the 17th to the end of the month, we have a wonderful aspect between um, uh, Jupiter and Neptune happening on the 17th, the same day, again, at 17 degrees. It's interesting how the number 17, 17 keeps yeah. up, isn't that? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, Jupiter is faith and expansion, and Neptune is the ideal, the dream. Okay, spirituality. So what you were expressing earlier about coming from the higher, um, certainly around the 17th, you also have that wonderful energy in place too. And then the last thing I would share is that the 21st to the 22nd, we've got Mars trying the best favorable relationship to Uranus, uh, both uh, all in Earth signs, a fantastic time to really take action, move forward in terms of meeting tangible goals. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, so that's and that's the twenty first to the twenty second. Oh, okay. And that's and Mars is in Capricorn, Earth sign, and uh, Uranus is in Taurus, Earth sign. So these two signs are in favorable interaction, obviously with Virgo, obviously with Pisces, Cancer, uh, and Scorpio. Um, so those other signs that might be in your chart, if you have planets in those other signs, they'll receive that energy favorably um, without, you know, effort. The end of the month, the last day, because remember this year, February is a leap year. So we have a 29th day. Um, Venus squares to Pluto. So isn't this interesting? It's yeah. month on the second favorable. She's favorable to Pluto. She ends the month stressed to Pluto. So Wow, it just you know, yeah, it really is. And she she will be in Aries, which is of course um, strong me. You know, me mm-hmm. asserting myself, me you know standing here and taking up space against the the powers that be or against my own inner demons. So uh, anything like that could play out on the last day of the month. <laughs> That's really interesting to me, and I remember. Um, a while back when you were talking about, I think it was when Mercury was retrograde the last time or the time before, I can't remember which, about how important it was on what sign it was in, on how that impacted on on, on people. So um, I, I think that that is something most people don't realize. It's just, like, oh, Mercury's retrograde doesn't mean as much until you put it with what ha- what sign it's in. Well, yes. And then, of course, because then, I mean, Mercury, for instance, will retrograde in Pisces. So obviously somebody who has planets in Pisces is going to feel it. Like Some, the sun, which yes. is me. <laughs> somebody who has planets in Virgo, the opposite sign, will feel it. Okay. But uh, uh, if, if it's around your sun sign, if it's around your moon sign, if it's around your ascending sign, okay, um, then you're going to really feel it. Other than that, probably nothing. It has to be in a sign that is, as I said, sun, moon, ascendant, or you have a bunch of planets in that sign for it to be relevant personally to you. And see, for me, when Mercury is retrograde, I don't think of it as, oh, all these horrible bad things are going to happen. I keep telling my friend, that's not what Mercury retrograde is about. For me, it's like, okay, time to do inner work, Mm -hmm. time to catch up on things you haven't gotten done. 
There you, you know? go. That Cleaning out on closets, all of that, right? That's right. That and going back over old ground. So um, mm -hmm. threads that had not been, you know, woven together, as it were, or completed. Mm -hmm. That's the time to do it. It's a great time to edit. If you're a writer or an editor, excellent to go over old um, work writings or manuscripts or what have you. Um, communications, because we're talking Mercury. If we were talking right. um, Venus, then it might be with creativity, with business uh, ideas that had come up that you never act actualized or acted upon. Yeah, you got it. You got yeah. it. Yeah, that's, and I think that's important for people to, to recognize that Mercury retrograde isn't the, it's not that, it's where it is that impacts on what you need to do. Yeah, and how you think about it, because we are talking about the planet of thought, communication, mm -hmm. intelligence, right, and rational thought. So how you think about it, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, it is, because I think that there's a, very large difference. Two people can look at a situation, one coming from a place of fear, one coming from a place of love, and see it totally differently. Yes. I mean, and, and for an example, all you got to do is look at the two sides of our political system. They, yeah. I mean, they both they both look at the sun and one sees day and the other sees night. I mean, you know, hello. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Well, Cheryl, again, another another great report. You know, uh, I am going to miss you at Norwalk this year. I'm, I always try to do a little plug for Norwalk because it's yeah. such an amazing conference. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, the people, the the attendees and the staff are just so warm and caring and knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's a it's a gem. It's a gem in the community. It truly is. I will be in Alaska that oh. uh, that weekend um, for. Um, um, I'm actually going to a, a village that uh, white people don't get to go to. This I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty honored with what uh, I'll be doing. So, cool. um, yeah, yeah. So I kind of, I kind of like that. You Ex know. Excellent. All yeah. right. But anyway, I, I love every time you do your report. It's always it's always top notch, and and I throw a couple of questions at you you're not expecting, and you always have the most incredible answers and very clear, <laughs> very concise. So we're very very fortunate to have you. I love you know. doing lots of fun. All it right, is. all right, darling. Okay. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Right. Bye bye. Well, Eric, I know you're not a big astrology fan, but that was good, though, wasn't it? Sure. She's always great. She is. She's really amazing. And, you know, we've got coming up later in the show, uh, Michelle Sherman is going to be doing a, a monthly uh, doo with us, too. A monthly doo <laughs> A monthly doo -wah. I don't know. I, a segment. Know, a segment. Oh, yes. that's that's the doo Doo-wah, doo-wah. A feature, <laughs> anyway, if you will. A featured segment. And uh, I had so much fun with her last week on the show. I mean, she's just she's so knowledgeable and uh, just such a, a, you know, and vast the vast institute does such a great job, you know, in the in the Puget Sound area on on making things work for people. I, I just think it's a definitely uh, something I, I choose to support and uh, I choose to, to support Michelle and doing what she does. That's so great. But, you know, me, I'm always out there doing something right. Absolutely. Apparently, going to Alaska is one of these things. That's this is yeah. That's going to be pretty very cool. Exciting. Yeah, it's going to be real exciting. I will do. I will. Maybe I can even do my report from up there. I don't know if we're out in in New Lado in this village. There's no uh, internet or anything. <laughs> that might be but, tough. Uh, that that would throw a spanner in the works. Yeah, that'd be a little hard. But we'll figure out. We'll figure something out. I don't know the dates, but I have time. Anyway. Um, so uh, a couple of nights ago, um, see, was that Tuesday night? I believe it was Tuesday night because today is uh, um, Friday. Friday, <laughs> and yesterday was Thursday. And yeah, that's I'm correct. Trying, I mean, it's been such a we can go busy through the whole week, week here. <laughs> <laughs> such a busy day week. before I'm yesterday, like, Wednesday. Wednesday. All right, <laughs> I believe it was Tuesday. Anyway, uh, there was a, a call. Uh, by uh, move on and some other folks to um, 
uh, meet and demonstrate in front of McSally's office, which I did. But it's my understanding that there were also demonstrations all over Phoenix. I, I could only make one of them. Uh, one had, oh, gosh, 700 and some odd people, uh, you know, maybe over 800, I don't know, but very large. Ours was much smaller, probably a, a few dozen people uh, on the street. But what was so amazing, my my daughter Heather is uh, staying here with me while they're looking for a, a new a home in the area. And uh, she took a cardboard box and made us signs. <laughs> so we're sparing no expense, you know, <laughs> we went down with our little, you know, they kind of look like the guy on the street corner, you know, uh, I need food, money, right. you know? but we're doing, you know, but that's, this is. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do for a protest. You make a sign. I make a sign. Now there were some more professional looking ones there, but we did our little, our little thing. And it was amazing at the number of cars that honked in support of what we were doing uh, in both directions because we have people on both sides of the street and the cars are just honking their horns and you kind of figure for every car that honks there's probably 10 that would do it but they don't you know I mean that support it but they don't honk their horn and it was very very heartening to see that many people saying we need a fair trial and at that point, I thought it was 72%. I understand now it's 75% and may have gone up of Americans want witnesses. And these are the king's men. Do you know what I mean? These are not, you know, Democrats. These right. are not radicals. The, uh, Bolton is hardly uh, close to the left. I mean, you know. Absolutely. He's, no, he's, if, he's as right wing as they come. He's as Republican he's, as they come. Right. I think the only one further right to him is Attila the Hun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yes. Maybe, you know, maybe not. But, um, yeah, so uh, those are the people that were involved, that were there, who know what happened. Right. That's what you're wanting. Well, if, if the uh, Republican senators that have been interviewed today are any indication they now admit that, yes, the, he did the illegal quid pro quo, <laughs> quid pro quo of uh, holding up aid to the Ukraine in exchange for uh, investigation into the Bidens or, or, or not even investigation into the but Bidens, but the appearance investigation. of investigation. Right. Yeah. Um, and they all say now that that's in, inappropriate but not impeachable. They seem to be buying into this uh, Dershowitz's argument uh, that uh, the president can do whatever the hell he wants, basically. No, uh, no, a dictator can do whatever he wants. Exactly, exactly. But, but that, that was the argument Dershowitz made on the, the floor of the Senate. Uh, the argument made was if the president feels like it's uh, being done to uh, get himself reelected, then, and he feels that yes, that's in the public that. good, then he can do whatever he wants, which no legal scholars, aside from Ever. Alan Dershowitz, uh, feel like that is the case, and there's no evidence in the Constitution to indicate that that is the case, but that's the argument they're making now. Well, in all honesty, I don't know anybody who doesn't think he should get reelected. <laughs> I mean, no matter what. You mean that's, that? That's not a legal he argument. He should be reelected. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's not a legal argument. It's I want to get reelected. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. No, and, any politician that runs feels runs, like they're doing it for the public to win, good. Yeah, or he wouldn't be running. Right. I mean, I ran for office in Seattle. I didn't win, but I felt I I would have been really a good choice. You sure. know, because otherwise I wouldn't have run. I mean, come on, that's that doesn't take you know a, a, a rocket science or anything. And Dershowitz, who thought O.J. Simpson was great. I mean, he was one of OJ's attorneys. Right. Uh, his uh, his opinions are so. I mean, the the everything they are, they actually stood up and lied. And a friend and and lawyer for Jeffrey Epstein too. Let's not forget right. that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get to the se sex trafficking, you know, after the break. But um, yeah, that uh, it's 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 sad. I mean, it is really sad that this is where we've come as a nation. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I honestly, you know, it's illegal, 
And yet you say, yeah, but he wanted to be president, so it's okay. Like, no, it's not okay. Right, right. If we if we went with that argument, then it's a dictatorship at that point. It's a dictatorship because they could and- any any crime they could justify as being uh, for the public good. Right. Well, you know, uh, Kim in uh, North Korea, you know, what killed his uncle because it was for the public good. Right. It was what he desired, and what he desires is for the public good. I don't see much difference in in that dictator uh, saying those, you know, have those kind of actions, and any other dictator we've seen, and how Trump is acting. He wasn't elected king, exactly. even though I keep calling them the, he's they're the king's men. You know, uh, I mean, he thinks he's the, a king. He thinks he is. He thinks that Article 2 of the Constitution gives him carte blanche to do whatever he wants, which is not the case. Not the case at all. I mean, because there are, the, the whole idea is checks and balances. And, and, and our, but the problem for me is Trump isn't the cause. He's the result of. Mm-hmm. We've been on a, you know, sliding, sliding, letting this go, letting that go. And I look at young, uh, not everybody, but I look at people who like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, it does matter. Honor matters. Yep. True. I mean, I did not agree with John McCain, but he was an honorable man. I did not agree with Barry Goldwater, but he was an honorable man. I mean, I can disagree strongly with people and still have respect for them as human beings. But I can't have respect where there's no respect given. Yeah. I, I, I it's, it's just not possible to do anymore. I'm, I'm willing to talk about, you know, things to a certain point. But if you stop your thinking where it's comfortable for you instead of going into, because, you know, I've had to do some things that I thought, uh, you know, I had to admit, well, you, you know, this, like, I voted for Obama, I would do it again. But he didn't do everything that was right. And I can say that and still care for him, even knowing that some of the things he did, I feel were wrong. Sure. Well, and and nobody's perfect. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the main reason I voted for him was he was going to end the wars. You know, endless war. Mm -hmm. And... uh, So we are going to take a short break here, and then I want to come back, and I do want to talk. uh, I had also, yesterday I went down to see some friends who were were here in Arizona and Tucson uh, at a trafficking conference. And I want to talk a little bit about trafficking and uh, a conversation I had with somebody after that who said, oh, well, Trump is doing all of this uh, to stop trafficking. And, you know, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about what's true and what isn't true again. And uh, whether or not uh, there's a conviction on the impeachment, you know, whether or not that happens, there will be consequences. There are always consequences for corruption. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may not happen as quickly as I would like to see it happen. Definitely not. No, I would <laughs> like to see it happen two years ago. Right. <laughs> you know? Because as far as I'm concerned, there are, there's a whole list of impeachable offenses. Absolutely. You know, t- picking out two of them uh, is, is not enough. And uh, anyway, we're going to talk about his the highest rating he's gotten, who has given him the ratings as, as president. And, and he's just, uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's terrible for our country. And uh, whether you like or dislike whoever, you need to look at your country before you look at a political party. Anyway, you are listening to Susan Harmon Experience, she, on Alternative Talk Radio, KKNW. Stay tuned for more exciting and interesting patter. 
Are you ready to take your healing mastery to the next level? The VAST Institute Masterpiece of Humanity Certification Program will develop your personal and professional toolkit while enriching your approach to life, taking both you and your clients to the next level. Enrollment is now open for our March 20th program. Mention this ad for a professional courtesy discount. If you're an original thinker looking to significantly amplify your presence and influence for good, apply today at vastinstitute.com or call 206-935-7872. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Garnet Schulhauser from Victoria, B.C. for another enlightening discussion about metaphysics. On Saturday, Michael John Fierro, numerologist, takes center stage using numbers as one tool for navigating this life. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Susan Harmon is offering her skills as an intuitive counselor, medium, and energy healer via phone or Skype with her audience at a reduced rate of $40 for the first half hour. Susan listens to your guidance and gives what is needed for you in the present moment. Email Susan at SusanHarmon.com and put I love the Susan Harmon Hour in the subject line. This is a limited time offer, so set up your appointment by emailing Susan at SusanHarmon.com today. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Uh, Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience. Besides the demonstration, besides the what the people of the United States want, and here's what one of the issues is with the way the the elections have been rigged. I mean, they have been rigged uh, between voter suppression and gerrymandering and, and, you know, all all of the and and preventing people from voting uh, at polls by getting rid of, you know, the polls uh, in areas where people don't have cars and and only, you know, you, 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 you have to make a concerted effort. And this work for people who work, get paid by the hour, taking a day off to go vote is uh, a, an extreme financial hardship. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, all the things that keep working class people from voting. Well, flat uh, there out, was, people should not have to wait for hours to cast a vote. Absolutely not. You absolutely know, in Washington not. State, we make it easy for everybody to vote uh, with our mail-in ballot system. And, you know, the, the idea yep. that it, people have to stand in line for, like I said, for hours just blows my mind in other, that in other states they have to do that because yeah, it could do, so easily be changed. So easily. And we do mail in in Arizona, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I totally I totally uh, uh, agree with that. There's a there's a girl running for office, a young woman running for office in Georgia. They're calling her the Georgia's AOC uh, is her community is uh, a strong minority community, immigrant community, and it's never been represented by anybody born in that in that district. Uh, it's always been, you know, somebody wealthy white person who did doesn't even understand the people that are the constituents of that district. And one of the things she's asking that they do is that as a working class person, that she be allowed to use some of her campaign funds to pay for her health care because she's had to drop her health care, which nobody's ever done. And I think that that is an amazing thing to even think about. But if we had single payer, you wouldn't have to worry about how you have health care while you're doing something like running for office as a working class person. But I, I thought that was interesting. And, of course, I can't remember her name now, which uh, is not real helpful. But look it up. She's in Georgia, and uh, she's pretty interesting, pretty interesting woman. Uh, so I thought that was that was fascinating, you know, that uh, I need health care. And um, but she's asking. She's not just taking things. She's she's getting permission for it. And uh, she, you know. She would make a good uh, person to represent this district. Anyway, so one of the things that uh, yesterday I went down to see some friends from Alaska who were in Tucson for a uh, sex trafficking uh, conference. And, you know, I was having dinner with them and so forth. And I told a friend of mine, yeah, I'm going to go do this. He said, well, you know, Donald Trump is doing all of this for uh, sex trafficking. He's, he's got this... Uh, uh, t- 
task force in place. And, and now I think it's happening as we speak. It's been this week uh, that Ivanka Trump has called people to the White House to, to do this. Well, it's really not. It's kind of a sham on talking about trafficking um, because they're not really uh, impacting on, on sex trafficking in a way that is is helpful. Uh, some of the things in terms of what's happening with uh, immigrants, uh, that there used to be a thing that if you were you were trafficked, you could get uh, you know assistance and help. And uh, I forget what they call it. A t- it's a T. You get a, you're trafficked, and so they help you with the visas and all that. Well, now what they've been doing is uh, going after immigrants if they're going to the courthouse to get help or if they're, you know, you know, seeking help. The uh, uh, ICE is taking them and, uh, and to deport them and so forth. So this has helped the traffickers. You can't say we're, we're trying to stop sex trafficking when you put the people being trafficked into further danger because those that are trafficked them are saying, well, if you go and try to turn me in or do anything like that, you're going to get deported. And uh, that is not far from the truth. Um, so I find it very, very interesting. And the fact that uh, we've also, uh, the people that are uh, anti-trafficking, uh, that really know the know what to do, that organizations, I think that one of them is uh, Polaris, uh, uh is is one of the it's a nonprofit organization that they run the national human trafficking hotline and uh, then the freedom the leaders of the freedom network usa that's the country's largest anti-trafficking coalition uh, their decision comes after months of anguish over what they describe uh as uh uh frequent you know let's see let me just read this part here to you because it says it better than I can. Uh, over what they describe as an act of public deception. They say that although the president frequently invokes human trafficking, the administration is actively endangering a significant portion of trafficking victims, immigrants. And they are a significant portion. And I, I think that it, it, it is uh, definitely worthy to take note that these p- organizations who are right on the front lines of uh, stopping human trafficking uh, are boycotting uh, this Ivanka's little thing she's doing in the White House. Uh, so to say, you know, giving lip service to something, but your actions actually put people who are being trafficked in danger is really not uh, the way that we need to, to deal with this. So look into this. Don't just put what the White House has put out online. Oh, you know, our president has done this for anti-trafficking, and yet the reality is exactly the opposite. Well, um, it is a fascinating subject, and we'll we'll go into the whole sex traffic at, at a later date. But we are going to take a minute here to stop and listen to the segment that we touted earlier with Michelle Sherman, and I think that everybody will enjoy this. Stay tuned for that segment. Welcome to the Vast Institute, A Taste of Original Thinking. My name is Michelle Sherman, and we are here today to discuss how you can become more successful by tapping into your most authentic self. We have fresh approaches and insights to share, thus our title, A Taste of Original Thinking. Some of you have asked, what is original thinking? Well, one of our favorite thought leaders, Albert Einstein, said, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking we used when we created them. We agree with Albert. So original thinking is about um, being able to imagine possibilities in your life and in the world that are truly currently beyond your imagination. Many of our programs are geared to make that possible, whether it's in relationships or in leadership. Have you ever been stuck while you're trying to solve the same problem over and over thinking that it was intractable and experiencing that level of frustration that perhaps everybody else gets it and you're the only one who doesn't? Rest assured, 
everybody else is just as confounded by being their whole human self as you are. <laughs> and so original thinking is about how we can be our authentic selves, uh, command uh, great relationship skills, in, enrich the world, and, um, and be our, our, our true amazing selves, our magnificent selves. You know, and the reason that we're focusing on original thinking with this series is because our minds are like rivers. They flow where they have been before. Our curriculum here is designed to liberate you from the unwanted eddies of life in self-awareness, professional development, leadership, relationships, emotional wisdom, and creativity. People seek out our work and our insights and our toolkits and our perspective of optimism and encouragement when they have gone as far as they can on natural ability alone. We have, I would say, a very um, wonderful um, portfolio of people that we've worked with in all different industries to be their very best selves. So how does it work? What if you could, at the same moment in time, boost your confidence, authenticity, and ability to generate outcomes that honor, nourish, and delight you? Would you? Well, I'll tell you, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, Masterpiece of Humanity, claiming our place as a masterpiece of humanity. We have four pillars at the VAST Institute. They are intentional life design for self-wisdom um, and self-enrichment uh, and awareness. They are conscious commerce, where we want people to learn leadership skills that are about trustworthiness, mutual benefit, and respect. We um, do a peace uh, pillar because we believe that in uh, when we do our best uh, as being ourselves and being authentic, then we're freed up to contribute more uh, and enrich the community in ways that are meaningful to us. So where does this come from? Well, being a masterpiece of humanity is the fourth pillar. And that pillar is especially meaningful to me because many years ago I was doing a, a, a course um, and I was asked to come up with my stand in life. And I realized that... Uh, if I could be a masterpiece of humanity and be encourage myself to be the best human being I could be and successful and um, healthy and um, encouraging, uh, a piece of humanity that really inspired optimism and, uh, and, and doing our best and then uh, teamwork and leadership skills that were just so uh, satisfying and enriching, it would truly change the world. And, uh, and so I have made that commitment. It's aspirational. And, and people ask me, you know, where, where does this come from, this idea, masterpiece of humanity? Well, I consider it to be uh, about expediting the illumination of humankind because we don't think very well of ourselves as a species. We have our doubts as to whether we're capable of figuring out our challenges, the ones that are currently in front of us, the ones that uh, our parents dealt with and the ones that are ahead of us. And, um, you know, the thing isn't, isn't about being perfect. It isn't about knowing the answers. It's about being our authentic whole selves. Um, there's nothing wrong with each of us in, in, in being confounded by our humanity. Uh, we're much more magnificent than we give ourselves credit for. And that's what the Masterpiece of Humanity program is about uh, and the curriculum. It's about understanding that uh, being your authentic self is exactly what will get you um, the level of satisfaction and joy and success and, uh, and an abundance in a very different, more expanded way than you might have thought possible. If each of us can command um, a solid and multifunctional navigational tool, we, you know, the, the personal integration model, which is at the seed of the vast um, coaching um, visionary I would say approach. We're holographic and we really truly believe that in developing six core competencies, you can truly transform the quality of your life. So what would these competencies be? Well, positive imagination, cognitive replenishment, healthy relationships, uh, socially intelligent leadership, and I would say peace on earth and self-wisdom. 
if you're truly able to understand how to uh, define the world and navigate the world with this compass, um, the Masterpiece of Humanity and, and Vast Toolkit, you can see how really, truly, and I just want to say this, magnificent we are, we're trained away from it because we're not shown how to become comfortable with and use the best skills and, and approaches that we have for the uh, benefit of our enjoyment and our life and our success. I don't think it's intentional, but some people have said, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of courage to be authentic. And when you are, you have a great deal of freedom. There's a sense of liberation. And in doing that, there's a sense of ease. And that ease promotes uh, self-wisdom. And that self-wisdom promotes self-trust. And that self-trust allows for you to create a quality of life that honors, nourishes, and delights you. So, what is it that you can do right here, right now to trust yourself, which is a pivotal thing in, in any movement towards becoming a masterpiece of humanity? Well, I would say taking some time to think about what truly nourishes you, what encourages you. We are so busy, it's hard to do. We have to carve time out to actually make it uh, a priority and also to understand that that is a platform piece, understanding who we are, knowing how to create outcomes that are beyond our imagination. All of that takes um, a little bit of time, effort, and energy. So my question to you is, if you could be your authentic self and have that be the stimulus for creating a quality of life that honors, nourishes, and delights you and is currently beyond your imagination, would you? And what I'm saying is the, um, the Masterpiece of Humanity curriculum is a very effective way to accomplish that, not based on my uh, opinion, based on results. Let me give you a couple of case studies. Um, I had a, a wonderful client, and the people we work with are very delightful of all different backgrounds, all different ages, all different reasons, but they come to be their best selves. They're stumped, and they want to make sure that they are doing it honorably and in a kind-hearted manner. The people that we work with believe in a very different, um, they believe in right use of personal power and, uh, and authenticity, and we all have to work towards that. So had a lovely client and this person came to me and after like a year and a half of working on their business, which became very successful, they confided in me that they had a problem with eating. They thought they might've had an eating disorder. And, um, in the way that we handled it, um, in, and I, and completely supported her continuing her therapeutic approach and just being able to be authentic with me in that moment and have that um, opportunity to um, let let her know that everybody has something. We just need to be in right relationship to it and other things. She was able to, with the help of, of all the other people in her life, um, make a shift. And the great part is the shift happened um, very soon after we got to this part. It just really, she had done all of the work all of the classes, all of the hard stuff. And this was able to tip her. That was the tipping point for all of the good work she had done um, and was able to let go of that, of, of a food addiction that was very difficult. Um, we have had people who come to us and then they create a quality of life that is so delightful to them. They are able to give back to the world in a magnificent and intentional manner. Well, let me um, tell you a little bit about why we think that the Masterpiece of Humanity approach is so important. You know, when you're authentic, um, sometimes you're a unique combination of gifts, talents, and abilities. And not everybody uh, knows how to fit in being their authentic self. We're not always taught how to be comfortable with our wholeness. We don't believe, as I said earlier, in perfection. I, we believe in wholeness. And so what do we do? We, the people who come to us are able to tap into the genius of their wholeness and let go of the perfection. Um, 
in in understanding those those core competencies and also giving yourself a break as someone who can learn the skills because you know everybody thinks there's something wrong with them as i said earlier no it's usually skill and perspective and the perspective is the encouragement and the nourishing ideas um what we do is we give people opportunities and examples and then they get to create their own version of what works best for them it's kind of like a unique little blueprint of how to make your best life um occur you know possibly and and the masterpiece of humanity um idea which delights the heck out of me because i love to paint <laughs> and i love art and i love beauty um the world uh the world is better for all the beauty in it um is that we are just wanting to be you know a restoration opportunity for people to you know restore their magnificence to restore their and claim restore themselves and claim their place as masterpieces of humanity so it's just a delightful thing uh to understand that we're good as we are we just sometimes are not taught how to deal with different aspects our physical our emotional our cognitive realm and um and everybody is unique in some beautiful way i get to see people's magnificence before they see it themselves so what i want to say is if you are someone who is inspired to become or is already a masterpiece of humanity and is looking for opportunities to expand that um please um visit us at the vast institute www.vastinstitute.com we um so appreciate uh well wishers we are um you know working with a simple premise what i do matters this idea was created through original thinking and is our tagline but reflects our commitment to personal responsibility We do classes um master classes in masterpiece of humanity and then we also have wonderful pieces of that class available in relationships. We have a beautiful relationship curriculum for those who are focusing on that. We have an amazing um leadership curriculum for those who are looking at that in their career development and uh we have an encouraging and nourishing opportunity for you to see the beauty in the world we are very honored to be able to say that what we we know that you're out there enriching the world we just want to uh, help encourage that and build community um so the what i do matters is important because we take responsibility for the life we create and the impact we have on those around us by acknowledging that we amplify our success and influence in the world so please become an original thinker creating a quality of life beyond your imagination visit us at www.vastinstitute where you can review our courses and subscribe to our newsletter and where we'll keep you informed of our latest offerings or call us at 206-935-7872If you enjoyed this segment of original thinking, uh the Susan Harmon experience will be bringing it to you once a month uh, for the next few months to come. So we appreciate you listening and enjoying that. And as uh Susan of Susan Harmon experience leaves the air for today uh after offering two really magnificent guests Michelle Sherman of the Vast Institute with her wonderful original thinking. I shall bring a different segment to you next month. And uh of course our resident astrologer with her wonderful report. There is something that you yourself can do that will make your life go so much better and so much more smoothly and that my friends is to dance. <laughs> 